This episode is sponsored by Describe, purveyors of finely crafted box text for GMs. Give your players immersive descriptions of your world, written by award-winning writers, by visiting describe.com slash the damage guild and using the coupon code the damage guild to save ten percent off your subscription. That's DSCRYB.com slash the damage guild. Coupon code the damage guild. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. The three of you all settled up on your mounts, set off to Glassrock and whatever dangers may await. When you get to Nafton, you could swear that the people are watching you. Do you guys feel that? Guys, I think we're getting really famous. Guys, do you think Gul'dan and Zestim have been through here? Ooh, good question. Don't say their names out loud. They have ears everywhere. Mm. We need to not be in here. We need to leave now. Our best bet is to go about a mile or so outside of town and just have Shaba try to cover our tracks as we go. So you settle down for the night. On the third watch, Shaba is awake, and you spot off in the distance, just as the sun is starting to come up, two riders coming from Nafton. I rip Tokus and Aslo's blankets off and I say, up you louts. <laughs> There's two of them. Get awake. There's two of them. I gotta put on my armor. Quick, put on your armor. Aren't we hidden off to the side of the road? Yes. Shouldn't we be stealthy? But there's two of them. Okay. Let's let there be two of them while we be stealthy. All right. And get on your stuff. Okay. We get on our stuff. Okay. I'm going to try to quietly equip my armor. I'm going to roll a... I rolled a 19. I think it takes like 10 minutes or something to put on armor. Yeah, but but I'm doing it really quietly. Yeah, so that takes twice as long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess I gotta subtract my stealth. No, have Stripey help you. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll watch them. I'll watch them coming down the road until I can see more details. Okay, well, I get a, I get a 20 total. I believe this area is kind of lightly forested, so you can say that your camp is a little bit off to the side of the road in the trees, hidden as well as you could in that area. Shava, the first thing that you notice is the glint of the morning light off of one of the rider's helmet or armor or something on. Oh, no. I turn back to the other two and I say, I told you we should have killed them when we had the chance. (laughs) Well, we're about to have the chance again. It's them or us, fellas. (laughs) Let's not make the same mistake twice. I pull out my bow, my fancy lightning bow. Do you keep on watching or do you pull back? Yes, we do. Yeah, do we want to get combat ready here? Yes, we do. So, should we already attacks? Already a fire file. Already a crossbow bolt. You're not going to have a full ten minutes to put on your armor in this sort of situation? Yeah, so should I just go unarmored? What if Aslo helps him? I'm going to... So you're using chainmail. I'll call it a chain shirt and just say that you've got that much of your armor on. Hmm. So I just slapped on what I could. That's... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, putting on the chain shirt should only take seconds. It'd actually be buckling all the all the other pieces on and strapping them on. That takes a long time. This process only gets worse if I do manage to get plate mail. It takes like yeah. two, two hours, right? <laughs> Is it like 30 minutes? Something ridiculous like that, yeah. No, they made it unrealistically fast in 5th edition. I think that's kind of cool, though, that like having a ridiculously high armor class has some like restrictions and drawbacks. Yeah. They made it so all heavy armor is 10 minutes. Okay. Well, that is absurd. I like it. All right, so I have defaulted to a chain (laughs) shirt. 
Yeah, so your AC is 16 right now if you've got your shield. Oh, I'm going to get that shield on. Okay, so you're going to ready yourselves for combat. Where are you positioning? Well, give us the lay of the land. I don't know what. Right around the road, there aren't a whole lot of trees. You have to kind of go back maybe 30 or 40 feet before you start hitting some of them. And then it's just kind of very sparse forest for the whole area. The road is essentially straight. It's all going slightly uphill towards the east. Okay, and we are hidden out of sight where we are now, right? As much as you can be. It's still fairly open terrain, so it's there aren't a whole lot of hiding places other than just behind some trees. Let's take the trees. Let's each take a tree and ready our attacks. I mean, I say if there's any possible way to get out of sight, we do that. Because they're riding down the road, right? Not straight toward us. I mean, they're coming toward us in a tortoise direction, but they're not like actually coming toward us like they see us. Yeah, I agree. Let's try to hide if possible. I mean, is it nighttime? Couldn't we Couldn't we go into the shadow? It's daybreak right now. So oh. the sun is just starting to come up. Dang it. So you would have been getting up before too much longer anyway to head out? I was going to suggest the shadow stone, but that would definitely give us away at this point. <laughs> How about each of you gives me a stealth check, see what sort of cover you can find. I think I should use my session inspiration. I believe you should as well. I agree with that. And why don't I roll first? Or no, we all have to do it simultaneously, right? Yeah. Technically? Technically, probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I'm using my, my session inspiration here. And I uh, oh I'm sad that I did I just rolled a natural twenty. Do I Ooh. do I, hang on like do, I've already announced that I'm using it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, it cancels out <laughs> your disadvantage for wearing the armor. Oh uh, yeah, true. So it lets you use the twenty. Oh, so I still need to roll another dice? No, no. no it lets you use the twenty instead of having disadvantage. Yeah. Okay, so it's good. It's yes. good. This is a good thing. <laughs> it's the best possible outcome that could have occurred. Okay. Well, neither of you guys get revealed, please. Okay. Try not to. Oh, nice. I got a 25. Wow. And not to ruin us, but isn't there one more check that needs to be made? No. Like, I mean, we also have, like, mounts and animals and stripey and... Um, if we don't have to, I'm okay with it. We would probably would have tied them off, like, behind us, away from the road, I'm sure. Yeah, I can say that they're farther off the road. Since you're positioning for a fight while hiding, you have to be kind of close to the road. Yeah. And you can say that they're just farther away. Yeah. And I got a 16 for my stealth check. Okay, so 16, 25, and 21. Poor thing. You're, you're used to adding my stats to myself, aren't you? To my, to my rolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have everyone's stats written down. People forget sometimes. So. You take your positions crouched behind some of the larger trees you could find, and you wait and watch, holding your breaths as they get closer and closer. <gasps> They finally get close enough that you can see their faces, and you recognize them as, indeed, the two that you have been worried about. No! Oh, no. Golden and Justin. <laughs> oh, no! We knew it, but we don't say anything. <laughs> they're riding fairly quickly. Seems as if they're obviously in a hurry to get somewhere, and it doesn't appear as if they have noticed you yet, and they're almost upon you. Mm. So do you want to make a move or just wait for them to pass by? Wait for them to pass by. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think we let them <laughs> pass. We have to let them go. It's tempting, though, to get the jump on them and get like some free attacks and such, but they would destroy us. Let's, yeah. let's not. They, we can't take them. We can't take them. Yeah. Discretion being the better part of Valor, you decide to allow them to ride by, and 
they go straight by. They don't <laughs> make any sign as to having noticed you, and you see them riding off towards the mountains. <laughs> we all breathe <laughs> sigh simultaneously, and they're like, what was that? What? <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but thank Kavaki. <laughs> he is good. All the time. And all the all time. The time Kavaki is good. <laughs> all right. Oh, Phew. Man. We survived, guys. We get we all jump up and give each other jumping high fives. Yeah, and then we freeze frame. Yeah, we did it. Phew. Like really loudly, right? No, that didn't happen. We don't we don't do that. That was very scary. Great job, everyone. Great job. I can't believe how quickly you guessed why people were looking at you in the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine that that was the reason. That was uh, Jay, I think that started, or was it Brian? Yeah, that was Jay. Yeah, Jay was like, it's that some It's. <laughs> It's, it's them. <laughs> it was those uh, pebble-like protrusions. They're just, like, absorbing the, the aura in the air, and you can just tell. Yeah, they're like the antlers on an insect. They can just sense yeah. things. <laughs> or antennae, <laughs> even. Yes, they're like antlers on an insect or antenna on a deer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think we made the right call. Gul'dan and Zestum would eat us for breakfast. Yes, and it was it daybreak. Was. So it was about their breakfast time, <laughs> it was I right imagine. time for that. Uh, yeah. Cook us up like little sausages. <laughs> I give my uh, Bojo's brilliant bow of bolts a little pet, and then I give it a kiss and put it back on my back. Mm. <laughs> uh. Is that what it's named? I, thought, I didn't know we had actually picked a name for it. The guy's name is Bojo. Bojo, yeah. Oh, really? So Bojo's yeah. brilliant bow of bolts. <laughs> I, I named him Bojo in the combat. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Bojo. So that's carried over for some reason. <laughs> He was he was actually born with a bow in his hands. That's why his parents named him that. <laughs> yeah. Kavaki better watch himself. That's right. You know, you're like this like thunder god or something. And then shoot <laughs> some lightning up to the heavens. Just tickle Kavaki's feet. <laughs> uh, a lightning tickle. Right. All right, uh, we did it, guys. That was uh, that was good. Yeah, nice combat, everybody. Let's uh, good job. Yep. <laughs> All right, pack up. Let's go home. No, we need to be really cautious as we move toward Glass Rock. I think we need to go super secret squirrel mode. I think we can't stick to the roads now, guys. Yeah. Um, I would say that we allow for some time for them to get ahead of us, like give them an extra couple of hours traveling time, and then as we travel, we we sort of take our time, take the slow path. And just allow Shaba to go ahead by, I don't know, 30 feet or something to range as we walk. Yeah, you just thought of what I was thinking of. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, we can track them now. Yes, exactly. So they were in Nafton, where we just were. They were riding away from Nafton. In the same direction that we are going, right? Mm -hmm. In the same direction. So they're now ahead of us, yeah. yeah. So they potentially could have been at a different inn in town last night when we rode through. Yes. That's... Quite honestly, that terrifying. is terrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. You guys and you're making me play to my lawful good alignment. <laughs> Pretty sure this is the first time you've ever played a lawful good character, Jay. It is. It is. So that one's on you. <laughs> and it will be the last. <laughs> uh, what alignment is Glumgrief, your character for our uh, bonus episode? I think like chaotic neutral or... <laughs> Yeah, uh, sounds about right. Those episodes available on our uh, Patreon, by the way. All of our Patreon subscribers at our $10 level. Patreon.com slash Damage Guild. I think, uh, I think he is evil good. Is um, Glumgrees. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, do bad boys in D&D have more fun? Like, do bad alignment characters have more fun? 
that's the question. Probably. They might think they're having more fun, but they're actually not, because they're lessening everyone else's fun by a larger degree than the amount of fun that they're increasing of theirs. Mm. But isn't that the most fun, <laughs> For them, certainly. Like taking fun yeah. away from other taking people? Taking fun away, yes. I mean, yeah, that's the, the modus operandi of the evil characters. Is just yeah, that is the definition of evil, <laughs> is that you have True. more fun than everyone else. <laughs> Oh, we need to make that into a t-shirt. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys think of that plan? We uh, we let them get a head start. We travel at a little bit of a slower pace and let Shaba range ahead. Mm. I like it. Okay. It plays to our strengths. Yeah. Yeah, so Tokus, you were asking if I could track. Oh, yeah, I can track. <laughs> These are the freshest tracks I'll have ever tracked. Well, they're also in a pile of many, many other tracks. Yes. Yeah, so it's still not going to be easy, but you have a chance. It's a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> All right, so we pack up our stuff and get back on the road. All right. You keep on going and eventually arrive at Miller's Field. See it up in the distance. Mm-hmm. I would be interested to see how the farmers around these parts are doing since the burning and the harrowing of the undead horde that they fought. Yeah. Anyone else remember, is it Nafton or Miller's Field where they were building the wall after the zombies? Nafton. Okay, that's what I thought. I do remember that Nafton was the one building the wall because the piece of property that I purchased was right outside it. (laughs) That's why it was so cheap, right? Yeah. (laughs) So if everything in the wall is super expensive, how about something right outside it? I believe that's how that conversation went. Did we check on the banana stand or were we too afraid to, like, stay any longer? You don't have anything built there. You just own a spot of dirt. Oh, that's right. We're going to need to bring a dwarf back with us from Glass Rock, a, a contractor, a general contractor who's really good at constructing stuff, because if we built it, it would probably just be like a pile of sticks. Mm. Yeah, but he's going to need like a whole team of people, and then we have to pay all of them. That's true. Um, why not just like chop down some trees, throw some sticks together, and make a house? That's how it works, right? I mean, Tokus can design something cool, but designing and building are two very different things. Hmm. I don't know that Tokus has the manual strength to stand up posts and do like lifting like heavy machinery. I mean, you are strong now. You're super strong because of your gauntlets. To demonstrate, Tokus reaches over to where Shaba is riding and picks him up and puts him back down again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, you're super strong. <laughs> Just uproots a tree with one hand, puts yeah. it back down. Um, the last time we left Nafton, didn't we hire someone to start building the stand for us? I do not believe we did. Or is that in my imagination? It was. It was in our collective imaginations, I believe. There's a figment, yeah, like uh. the, the collective thought bubbles. We were talking about hiring <laughs> Nibrin to be yes. operator. Okay. But we actually have to build it first. Right. Okay. Understood. We have to make sure that the working conditions are absolutely miserable. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that he feels right at home. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> it is only, what, like a 10 by 10 foot plot of land? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have him stoke the furnace during the summer and uh, stand outside in the winter. <laughs> Definitely. We're going to equip it with a furnace? What? Yeah, dude, we have to make it as miserable as possible, like you just said. Remember, we're going to provide a variety of split-related goods and services, so <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to be trained up in a numerous different... Remember, he's going to have to learn how to cook split pea soup, banana splits, and he's going to have to become a divorce lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're doing divorces, too. All while doing the splits. <laughs> yeah, any, all manner of splits. Teaching gymnastics. Yeah, splits, and we, yeah. we can even sell <laughs> jeans with the seam ripped already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> as far as you could tell with, with your tracking, it looked like they kept up a pretty good pace heading towards town for another hour or so, and then eventually slowed down to a more normal ride. At that point, they kind of mixed a little bit better with the rest of the tracks, but you think they probably just headed straight into the next town. Okay. Maybe we don't go to the next town? Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Maybe if they, if we see that they've gone in, then we just circumnavigate and get ahead of them. Yeah, have they built, like, an overpass over Miller's Field for people who want to avoid it <laughs> hastily? No. <laughs> I mean, it is a very sparse community. You could easily just uh, go through a back road past someone's farm. Yeah, wasn't it just, like, two buildings and a bunch of farms? Pretty much. Mm. Yeah, let's cut through somebody's farm. What was the name of the farmer in Lord of the Rings where they stole all his crops? Far- You've been in Farmer Megan's crop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Huckleberry Ferry, run! <laughs> Do we actually want to get ahead of them, though? That's not what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe we don't. Right, so maybe we make camp outside of the town, and then we track, or well, Shaba tracks again in the morning. Yeah, I'll bet you the reason they were moving so fast was because someone told them that we had come and gone. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw some folks that meet that description headed that away. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Okay, let's yeah, let's camp outside of town for now. Again, like a couple miles out, but on the western side that like coming from the direction we came from, so that even if they set out in the morning, they'll go out east and not pass us again. Yeah, good call. So you camp a little bit early and wait for night to pass. You don't see anything from your position here. You're well hidden in the fields and not sure if anything happens during the night. And you set off once again in the morning. Mm-hmm. The next day passes uneventfully, and you once again arrive at the Narmek River, crossing into Brentley Gate. I want to remind you that as you're entering Aravik, there are those laws that you need to be aware of. Mm. Oh, yeah. We should go to that kid's house that we saved from the goblin burrows so we can slap his parents in the face <laughs> once more and then leave. <laughs> Wait, is Aravec the place that doesn't let you use magic? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. So, no magic without a license within three miles of any city, town, or village. Uh. And also, no hunting along the Sapphire Road. What would it take for us to get a license? Yeah, I was going to say, Tokus, can you just forge one? <laughs> what was that about your good alignment a few minutes ago? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but seriously, Tokus, can you forge one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would need to know what one looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Touche. We'd have to have all the watermarks and everything. Yeah, we'll just keep traveling and, and see if we can avoid using magic. Yeah, I feel like we are much, much weaker if we have no access to magic. All three of us uh, yeah. are significantly weaker. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, so Brentley Gate is a large enough place that you could easily find some inn to stop at that is probably out of the way and safe, or you could continue on camping outside of town. Either way, you don't run into them here. Uh, I think if we do stop at an inn, we should ask them if they've seen a big guy and a little guy who are asking yeah. if you had seen some people who looked like us. Right, a big guy <laughs> and two little guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it's better to remain inconspicuous. Yeah, maybe we should go, if we do go to town, disguise mode. Yeah. Should we go two halflings in a trench coat style? I think that's the safest bet. You have to pass through town. There's no other way unless you're going to swim the whole river, which isn't really possible at this point. Yeah, it's like Oregon Trail. You can ford the river, but you're probably going to break down and get swept away (laughs) over the rapids. So we've got to go through. Your aunt died of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) While you were getting washed over the waterfall. So one thing that I think would be a 
wonderful investment for the party. Along with Tokus's armor is a set of permanent disguises. Because mm. it seems like we're going to need them. That's a great idea. What did you have in mind? Well, I have my clown suit. True. What about the orc? Uh, remember when we made orc mm-hmm. costumes? Don't we still have the paint from that? Uh, I think so. I think we got a little paint. Probably starting to get kind of dried out by now. Oh. Yeah. Just add a little bit of spit or some water to it. It'd be fine. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of get-ups that we could each wear. And I don't know, like you guys could have some platform shoes to make you look taller. <laughs> we could just dress up in our cult cloaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are disguises. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With uh, We could get some Plague Doctor masks and just go around as overt members of the cult and get arrested. <laughs> yeah, but no, we're just celebrating um, what is that Halloween equivalent you came up with, Jay? For Kavak Kavoktober? Oh, Fest? all... all but, like, we need, like, a... All, all Cavallo's Eve? <laughs> yeah. If, we'll just say that we're dressing up for all Cavallo's Eve. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. That'll be the perfect alibi because they know what that is. Yeah, even if it's totally the wrong time of year, they'll they'll accept that as truth. Okay, so <laughs> you do up some disguises, try to make it so you don't look quite as much like yourselves, and head into town. So hopefully, people won't immediately recognize you if people are asking for you. And then you push your way through town and head outside, I guess, as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Brentley Gate is about half the size of Nanept, so it's a pretty big town. Pretty big, yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which no longer has a goblin problem, thanks to us. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, we could check on, on check in on the lad, but we're disguised. So he's probably been eaten by trolls by now, <laughs> or his or, parents. Yeah, or yeah, parents. he's got the whole neglig- <laughs> negligent parent thing. Yeah, he's he's not going to grow up to be very successful. I, I don't think. No. You travel cautiously for the next couple of days, taking all the necessary steps to try to hide yourselves until eventually you once again cross the boundaries into Glenhammer, into the city of Glassrock. <sighs> Here we Ooh, are. Ooh, we made Glass it. Did it. Oh. Sweet. We ride over that sweet bridge with the cool dwarf, giant oh, yes. dwarf statues overhead. The faces yeah. of the, the deceased dwarves encased in its bulk. That part you just made up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we did. And it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But one day, Shaba, you'll be right there. There's a spot for you right there, between that and that dwarf. Yeah, there's just like an empty encasement. And uh, we'll come and see you sometime. Awesome. I hope everyone who crosses this bridge will see me. Pay our respects. So yeah, there's the one single span stone arch bridge, and then two giant dwarven statues. All right. And that's it. Yeah, those are the ones we meant. But also a bunch of dwarves encased in the stone. <laughs> So we enter Glass Rock, and we head straight to the smithy of Spath Iron Tong. Yeah. Oh, it's Tong, not Tongue? Tong. Correct. Tong. Like iron Tongs? Oh, that makes a whole lot more sense than Iron Tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Could be like a tongue of fire, you never know. <laughs> That's true. Did you have tongue written down in your notes? Yes, I did. <laughs> I've been thinking it was tongue for the last seven to nine months, or however long it's been. Since we, probably over a year since we've seen Spade. Mm. This was half the campaign ago. That was session 24. We're on 51 now. Good night. Wow. <laughs> so that was a good year and a half, maybe. Or two, closer to two years ago. 
well, I wonder what Spaeth has been doing all this time, even though in game time it was only a couple of months. <laughs> I hope he's still with us. Yeah, it's like one year of real time is one month of game time or so. Yeah. <laughs> mm. You arrive at Spaeth's workshop. You hear him inside hammering away at something, whistling some sort of dwarvish tune as he does so. Where there's a whip. There's a way. Oh, no, that those are the orcs. Yes. Oh, right. Excuse me. <laughs> I just, I, I like Far the... Far uh, over the misty <laughs> mountains cold. Right. Uh, the cartoons version was better. <laughs> yeah, it was. I agree. The first movie was good. The second two. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. Uh, the per- the I love the... It's got to be something with like a percussive beat to it so that he's singing and like hammering ding, along. Ding. Yeah. Ding. That'd be great. Ding. You see Spaeth at the anvil just hammering out some sort of blade, probably. He looks up when you enter and says, Just one moment. Gives it a few more good pounds and then sticks it into the forge to sit for a little while. I remember you. What can I do for you today? Spaeth, is that you? How is your armor holding up? Spaeth, you could recognize me despite my really awesome disguise? <laughs> oh, well... Depends on whether we're wearing them or not. Yeah, I don't think we're wearing them now. Yeah, I assumed you weren't wearing it when you are going All in. right, I remove my disguise. <laughs> Spaeth! <laughs> it's us! It was us all along. It was us the whole time. We've, uh, <laughs> we've got to be cautious. You can never be too cautious these days. That's right. How you been holding up? I'm doing just fine. Tokus, he asked about your armor that he made for you. Oh, oh, and uh, Tokus looks down at the armor and says, Yep, yep, uh, yeah, it's it's holding together, and I, like, give it a pounding with the new gauntlets, and I, like, break off some of the new shoulder <laughs> attachments. Well, oh, uh, uh, well, good thing we're at the armorer. Good thing we're at Spates. See, well, what brings you here today? Well, listen, Spates, I gotta revel with you. And then Tokus reaches into his pack and somehow magically pulls out, like all of the pieces of plate that we took from the wizard's tower. He just, like, pulls in and it's like, whoa, what, whoa! And then it all just starts falling out and clanging everywhere. <laughs> assume that's in saddlebags or something on your mounts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh, it's it's on Petunia. Right. And she's just, like, <laughs> like quivering. Hobbling. She collapses to the ground. Her knees are shaking. <laughs> and I take all the armor off of the, the saddlebags and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, she's fine again. Good job, Petunia carrying these for many, many miles. I don't know how you did it. I should probably like feed you or something. Alright, anyway. So, I bring those inside and, uh, Spaith, I need you to do something with all of this. Could you... Have you ever made plate mail? I've made all kinds of armor. I'm considered a master of my craft. Hmm. Well, can you master this? And Tokus hands him all of the pieces. <laughs> just, just shoves it toward him all at once. Just drops them all in front of him. These are in a pretty sorry state. Did you want them repaired? Doesn't look like they'd even fit you. Uh, well, Spaith, we've got time and we have some coin. I need you to upgrade our guilds, our, I mean our tanks, our, our party's tanks armor. That being... Yours truly. Yeah, I need I need an upgrade. I really like what you did. Like this is really cool. I just I need you to upgrade it, and I need it to be plus two armor class, please. <laughs> hmm. Well, give me a minute here. Let me see what I'm working with. He bends down and kind of scrutinizes each piece of armor that you've laid in front of him. You've got two full suits here. You've definitely taken quite a pounding, but that's some good metal. Looks old. Where did you get this? Uh, well, guys, we, uh, can we, we can tell them, right? Yep. 
Megan Tone. Yeah. Okay, so so we were tasked by the Sapphire Sabers to clear out this old wizard's tower, and those were actually alive. They were they were animated. Uh, does that do anything? They might be magical or something. I don't know. They were sentient and animated and such. And they tried to kill us, so we killed them. <laughs> like you do. I believe Aslo dispelled magic, those. <laughs> those mm. But maybe not. I can't remember how we eventually beat the, the magic out of them. You scratched away all of the runes that were bringing them back. That's right. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to come back to life. But if it does, be on your guard. Because it'll try to hit you real hard. <laughs> well, so that's why they're so beat up. Yeah, some of these dents, it doesn't look like anyone could even fit inside the way that the armor's bent. So you want me to take these and make you a new suit? Well, actually, you could use the... So the armor that you've already worked on, you could, like, put them together if you wanted to. Would that make it cheaper and easier for you? Maybe a little bit cheaper, less, less material to worry about. Yeah, basically, to simplify things, it's as though Tokus would like to buy a suit of armor for you, except he's providing the materials, and all you must provide is the labor. Right, and, and I'd like to pay top dollar for the labor, because I know you do a good job. Yeah, I'd like to continue to be a return customer. You, you, you made an impression on me. We've come a long, long way, Spaith, just to see you, because we think you're the dwarf, to make a new suit of armor for me. To make Tokus's dreams come true. Like he did the last time with his heirloom armor that he swore he would never forgo for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to really make my father's armor shine. Again. Can you do it again? Literally. Like, for old time's sake, Spaith? Can I do it? Of course I can do it. <laughs> if you're willing to give me all of these pieces here... I'll take that into the calculations for my fees. Yeah, so since he's taking a regular size suit of armor and sizing it down for you, then he gets to keep all the extra material, which will offset the cost. Yeah, I think it's fine if you keep the extra material, the extra metal space. Yeah, you, you brought two suits of armor here, right? So he's getting both of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah, can have them. Yeah, that's the only way we're going to be able to afford this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Tokus uh, steps back and touches his friend's shoulder and 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 i guess you're the back of your knee and i say ew spaith ew, don't touch me <laughs> is it possible that you could also incorporate some of your dwarvish metal crafting and armor smithing into these two they've not upgraded their armor once this entire adventure actually i have i have stud muffin leather thank you very much <laughs> and i prefer to keep it that way no offense spaith yeah but aslo you've been getting into close combat lately maybe you should have a conversation maybe i should what armor are you proficient in? Just light? I have noticed that you're still wearing regular leather. Yeah, I sure am. Um, I don't... I don't know. I should probably look that up, shouldn't I? Yeah, that might be like a pretty simple way to upgrade your character. Studded yeah, leather doesn't cost much. I, I honestly have thought about it several times, but I didn't take my armor proficiency into consideration. Are you considering going into mage armor at some point, or...? That wouldn't help me a ton because it sets my AC to 15 and it's currently a 14. Which studded leather would also... Yeah, <laughs> upgrading the studded leather would do that on its own. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice if Shaba and Aslo found something to do at Glassrock. I hope this whole adventure wasn't just for me. Oh, believe me, Tokus, it was just for you. But I will find <laughs> something to do. Matter of fact, I have many ideas. Why don't you go get like some new arrows for your sweet bow or something from the Fletcher? Pff, you kidding me? 
Why would I get new arrows when I can slide down the lava tubes? <laughs> Dude, there's a Fletcher right over here. Go get some glass rock stingers for your new bow. Tokus, I got one word for you. Lava tubes. <laughs> well, go have some fun with your, your boy Stripey. Your Stripey boy. I will. I'll join you later. You also get free arrows from the guild. Yeah. I'd be willing to work on the upgrades for your armor, and I think I could have it done in about a week. You'll have to stay here for today so I can take your measurements and do all the fitting and everything. And then if you've got another 500 gold to mm. put towards this, that would cover um. my expenses. Space. Do you have a loan program or like a like a rental suit? Oh, do you have like a suit rental? Do you do you do suit rentals? I don't. I just rent this armor indefinitely. <laughs> I understand it's expensive, but one suit of plate armor typically sells for around fifteen hundred. So this Sweet is a substantial Christ. discount for the materials you brought in. It is. Spaith, listen, we're, we're good for it, right, guys? And, and Tokus looks at Aslan. Uh, Aslo's picking his nose. Listen, could we could we write up some kind of contract and do installments? Could we do installment payments of some sort? I mean, we're pretty good pals with Spaith. I could show you how much my wallet has, and Tokus gets out his wallet and starts counting. <laughs> how much do you actually have, Tokus? Okay, so I've got 36 copper pieces, 22 silver pieces. Uh, Irrelevant. <laughs> Gold and platinum. Hang on, this is the next section. I, my eyes aren't adjusted yet. Um, <laughs> adjusted? Okay. I've got 55 electrum pieces, 17 gold pieces, and 6 platinum pieces. How do you have so little money? <laughs> so you've got a little over 100 gold. Yep. Actually, we do have some more party gold to split. So now that what? I'm looking at my sheet. But we shouldn't just shove all three of our money plus the party's money into this armor. Like, let's... let's no one was <laughs> suggesting we do that, Tokus. Yeah, no, no absolutely suggested. nobody was <laughs> suggesting that. But, like, maybe we could sweet-talk him. You are here, Aslo. That's true. It already does seem like a significant discount. He is giving us a super discount. That's true. Yeah. The good news is, uh, what's 175 divided by three? That's the good news. Yeah. 58. 58? 58.33 repeating. So each of us gains 58 gold. Sick. Okay, so that brings his total up to about 160. Yep. Well, seems like you're struggling here. <sighs> and let me tell you what. If you can scrounge up 200 gold, then I can do some work on this. Give me about three or four days, and I'll be able to improve your armor a little bit. So in game terms, this would give you a plus one on the AC instead of the plus two. Making it basically like splint mail? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Hang on, let me... Let me load this. Um, admittedly, I, uh, I wasn't looking at my character sheet in Kami. So I'm wondering if the comment that everybody just said of, Sean, you seem to not have very much money, is maybe it's not updated? So let me just double check. It's loading. We have recently split party gold, although I probably have more gold than anybody else because of that bottle of wine. Oh, we could sell the wine. We didn't sell the wine! Yeah, that's that doesn't count as gold, though. It's just wine, which is not gold, which was the point I was trying to make when you didn't sell the wine for gold. Yeah, but it's wine, though, and gold doesn't go up in value as it gets older, and yet wine does. I don't think we're going to live... You're not going to live long enough, Shaba, for that price increase to matter. We've talked about this already. Listen, you guys... Are you threatening him? You guys are cramping my style. Like, 
I really wanted it to be plate mail, but I understand. All right, you know what, Tokus? Fine, I'll sell my bow of bolts. Just so you can have your own. What? No. 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 <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> just kidding. I, was, I, was no, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> All right, this is still... You know what, Tokus? I'll sell Ralph just to help you out. It'll <laughs> be like 40 gold. Ralph will get you about five gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take out one of McCall's mighty missiles from Miller's Field. And I hand it to Spaeth and I say, what would you appraise this as being worth? This is just an arrow, isn't it? Is there something special about it? it? There is something special. It's magical. When you fire it into something, it becomes rigid for a short period of time. Well, the arrow is already rigid. It becomes stuck to it. It becomes stuck to it and also super rigid, almost as though it were made of iron. You like iron, don't you, Spaeth? Well, that's certainly interesting, but it's not really the sort of goods that I would specialize in. Mm, okay, I take out Mechalola 5000 as Azalea's loot that we modified. How <laughs> hey, can we get back? to this? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and, then, and then I also take out the deed to the 10 by 10 plot of land on the southeast side of the fence around Nafton. Oh, yeah, you can <laughs> set up another shop further north. No, I was going to sell the land. Oh. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, guys, guys. Shaba, I really, really appreciate the sentiment. But I think a week, 200 gold, and upgrading my armor to splint mail might actually be worth it? No, I disagree. Okay. Uh, seriously, you got to have installment plans. Who the heck buys plate armor from you for 1500 <laughs> Have you made any sales on that? And listen, and then Tokus gives Aslo a nudge and says, listen, like, you don't need to get a discount, but, like, do some sort of, like, installment plan for me, will you? Please? Please? Tokus, I'm <laughs> sad to say I think a lot of the reason for the cost is due to the customization element. Like, for example, if you sell an item, a regular, normal item, in, and you get half price for it, and we have two suits of armor. Let's say you could get like 700 a piece for them. You could get 1,400 gold for selling both of these. And then you could almost have enough to buy a regular suit of plate armor that was already sized for you. So it's really the, the customization work to work everything in with your father's heirloom armor that would be the, the difference in price, I would imagine. That's just my hunch. Well... I mean, normally you sell things back for roughly half price or whatever, but this armor is beat up beyond use. It needs serious repairs before it can be used, so it's worth less than it might otherwise be. It's hmm. also true. But still, I think you could get within a few hundred gold, like less than 500, of the price of a new suit. I also just realized that Splint by itself is 200 gold, so charging you 200 for this upgrade is off. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I will say that if you pay 100 gold now, he'll do the upgrade to Splint quality, and then if you come back and do another 400 later, he can do the rest of it. Hmm, there you go. Hmm. Oh, but we're so close. Why don't we just have 500 right now? <laughs> <laughs> Tokus, how much gold do you have? I mean, couldn't I just borrow maybe from you guys a little bit? No. You cannot borrow from me because you will not pay it back. But what you can do <laughs> is have all of my gold. Or you can borrow from me with interest. Mm. <laughs> How's that for a deal? Well, that was very, very generous and very lawful good of Shaba to just give me some money. Okay, so I've got 36 <laughs> copper, 22 silver pieces, 113 gold pieces. Uh -huh. uh, oh, wait, no, I math wrong. Those are Electrum. <laughs> Those are Electrum. No. <laughs> so 
36 copper, 22 silver, 55 electrum, uh, 75 gold pieces, and 6 platinum pieces. Okay. So then I think you're there, right? One platinum is 10 gold? It's 10 gold. Yeah. Well, for the, are you talking about for the... For the upgrade, not for the full. For the, yeah, for the upgrade the to splint. splint upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. You're there with two and a half platinums to spare. So in other words, you spend all six of your platinums, that's 60 gold, and then another 40 gold. That leaves you with 35 gold. There's one more option here. I'm all ears, Spaith. Talk to me. There's a third option. Well, if you're having trouble paying, you can always see around town and try to help out with a couple of problems that have been surfacing. I've been hearing <sighs> about... A uh, side quest. I've been hearing about a side quest. That's what you were going to say, <laughs> isn't it, Spaith? Side quest, side, side quest, quest, side quest, side quest, side quest. Is this a side quest we could do literally for you and it would increase our reputation specifically in Glass Rock? No, no, he's saying around town to earn some extra cash. Mm-hmm. Some extra walking around money, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I've been hearing from some of the miners that one of the mines has recently run into a bit of a problem with an umber hulk. <laughs> Yikes. And they've been looking around for someone to take care of it. It just showed up a few days ago, so it's no one's bothered to go down there yet. But if you manage to take it out, I'm sure the foreman would be willing to pay you quite a sum of money. Oh my wow. Goodness. That sounds like a personal problem to them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what an Umber Hulk is, and I'm scared. That that sounds dangerous. <gasps> to the library! Oh, wait. We're not <laughs> uh, Faith, do you know a librarian by the name of Conan the Dwarf who runs the local library in Glassrock? <laughs> no. There's... There is no public library in Glassrock. Oh, man. Is there a private private library? (laughs) (laughs) Various noblemen have their private collections. Something tells me that Tokus would actually know what a number hulk is based on his background. Yeah, you are from the underworld, aren't you? Oh, wait. Let me me, me roll some. Yeah, I think you should probably make a nature check. All right. So I, I I rolled an eight. I think I should probably make a nature check. I rolled a 16 <laughs> on the die. Oh, wait. I have a ridiculous nature for some reason. Uh, so I actually have a 15 Sick. on that check. So I start telling Aslo and Shaba about the horror that is the Umber Hulk. Well, I rolled a 20, so I already know, and I, I nod along. Oh, okay. How about you tell us? <laughs> Why don't, why don't you tell us what the number Hulk is? I mean, I know what a number Hulk is. Of course, Tokus knows, but... Maybe the two of us can put together a quick PowerPoint presentation and take turns presenting to Aslo and Stripey, since we both know a lot. Well, Aslo got a 17 on his uh, nature check, uh, so... Maybe all three of us... Maybe the three <laughs> of us can present to Spaith and Stripey <laughs> as, like, a group project sort of presentation. The visual that I had in my mind as you said this, Jay, is, like, we have a display here, and we've got like one of those little like pointers and we're like pointing to the different anatomy on the on the umber hook yes. exactly and like the vulnerable spot vulnerable spot don't touch these yeah, <laughs> except Tokus you have a laser pointer and you keep trying to shine it in Stripey's eyes or stri- yeah. and he's like yeah. getting distracted because he's chasing it around yeah like a little cat <laughs> yeah we do a group project where you guys do all the work and I take all the credit mm-hmm. perfect <laughs> yeah. sounds just like, like this company <laughs> sounds just like Bard's College <laughs> Much like Aslo, I have uh, an awesome liberal arts degree with lots of, you know, practical real-world applications. But even as an English major, I can't always write words much good. So 
I use services like Describe. Describe has incredible descriptions of places, monsters, and spells that are written by award-winning writers, some of whom have actually worked with leading RPG publishers, which is really cool. You can basically just pick the immersive words right out of their brains with Describe. And right now you can visit Describe.com slash The Damage Guild and use code The Damage Guild to save 10% off your subscription. That's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com slash The Damage Guild, coupon code The Damage Guild. So Umber Hulks are large burrowing creatures that tend to terrorize all those races that live underground. Gross. They are kind of gorilla-like in their stance and movements, but insectoid in, as far as their skin and face. They've got giant bug-like mandibles and mm-hmm. eyes and such, and hard carapaces and so on. Mm. The worst thing about them is that just seeing their eyes is enough to addle the minds of anyone who looks at them. Oh, no. Mm. Wow. Is this some sort of magical wisdom check? Possibly. I'm just curious if the fact that I'm a gnome would be useful against it. All right, Tokus. You're going to have to look them right in the eye. You know that from the stories you hear, usually the few people who survive an encounter with one barely remember anything about it because they're just confused the whole time mm-hmm. by whatever effect these things have. Zoink, Scoob. Can we figure out before we go fight this thing if my gnome cunning would help against that effect? I don't want to cheat and just look up the Umber Hulk on a a website in the middle of a campaign. Well, what exactly do... We can probably tell. Well, let's look at gnome cunning. Yeah, what does your gnome cunning ability say? Yeah. Okay. Because if it's a spell or magical effect... It's advantage on all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saves against magic. Yes. So it it has to be magic. So against magic means both spells and spell-like abilities, right? Correct. Well, this post is mentioning charm. It's mentioning illusion. So any mental saves that you have to make against a magical effect are with advantage. So we can't really... In other words, we really can't know whether or not this is a magical effect until we get into combat with it. We can be relatively sure, because most things like that in the game of D&D are classified as magical. So if we were to metagame, say... Just, just just say that we were. <laughs> we could be reasonably sure. Or you could give me an Arcana check. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Ah. That is uh, 17. Okay, yeah, it sounds, from what you've heard, it sounds like there's some sort of magic in its eyes. It's got magic eyes. Which actually might be interesting if you manage to take its eyes, for example, you could potentially use them for some sort of potion or sell them off to someone else. All right. Ooh. For some more gold. Now you're your speaking Tokus's language. All right. Do you guys really want to risk your lives just to get some money with me in the mines? No, I want to risk our lives to get some money with you in the mines because it sounds like fun. Mm. <laughs> you've been you've been looking to try out that electric bow of yours for some time. Oh, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Tokus, you you realize what this means, right? There's never been a better time than right now to buy mirror shields. Ah. <laughs> Pull the old Theoseus or whoever it was that fought Medusa. Confuse yourself. Yeah, look into the mirror shield. It's Perseus. Perseus, there you go. And maybe it'll think it looks so hideous that it runs away. <laughs> or maybe it'll confuse itself into oblivion. How long was it going to take for him to upgrade me to Splint? Maybe we go Splint. 
Because he said he was going to take that off the price of going plate anyway. Let's say three days. But then once he's done the splint mail upgrade, will it take a further week to do the plate, or will it just be the four days? No, this is basically just halfway through the upgrade process. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then, yeah. Let's do it. And as a, as a show of good faith, Spaith, I want to entrust these plate pieces to you. So, you know, any pieces that you don't think you'll need for my upgrade, go ahead and, you know use for your own purposes as you see fit. Maybe make a fancy little matching headpiece for Petunia so she can look regal. <laughs> a little feather popping out, maybe. Just as long as that locks in the discount for the you know work we're going to be doing together, I think that would be reasonable for me to leave this with you. Sounds good to me. He gives you directions to find this mine where they're having the troubles and where you could talk to someone. Although in the meantime, if you're going to be waiting around for three days here, he has you come back in every day or so. You spend a long time there getting measurements initially, and then you come back in for refitting and just seeing if, how things are progressing. We're not going to be spending three days waiting around. We're going to be spending three days sliding around. <laughs> <laughs> to the lava tubes! A <laughs> uh, quick reminder, because it seems like you've forgotten. You had some other business here in Glass Rock, at least as an option. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. That's right. Yes, we did. And Aslo does not remember what it was. Does he? <laughs> yes, he does not. It's okay. <laughs> whenever he says, that's right, it's always because he doesn't Just remember. Just smile and nod and pretend like you know what's happening. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's give Brian a chance here, right. Jay, okay? All right. Um, real I'm going to say one word, and this is going to this is gonna trigger your brain. You ready? Ready. Ildrazar. That's a pretty big clue. Uh, fortunately, I had just figured it out. Uh, so, <laughs> but thank you. That, uh, that did help. Yes, we're going to go see the priest and talk to him about Ildrazer and give him the stuff. I wish I could go with you guys, but I'm getting fitted and stuff. You could go tomorrow, too. Yeah, true. Oh, I'd like to go. I want to go. I want to see the stuff. If you want to all go together, then you can go tomorrow. All right. I will go with you, Aslo, to meet this Rothtar the Blessed that you speak so much of. Tokus does want to come with, so let's wait till tomorrow. Okay. All right. We wait till tomorrow. So you stay in a nice little dwarven inn. Oh, awesome. And What's it called? Next day... What's it called? Um, <laughs> the, the Ruddy Dwarf. That's what it's called. <laughs> the Sloshed Mug. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Do they sell <laughs> sloshes? Because I could go for a slosh. <laughs> it's an inn tavern thing, so you can buy whatever drinks you want there. Alrighty. Well, I'm trying to save money right now, so I'm going to go with water. <laughs> That's alright, Tokus. I'll buy you a round. No, it's funny, like, finally, now that Tokus has, like, an idea of what he needs to purchase, he's, like, super frugal. He's, like, looking through all his, like, his pack and stuff and, like, oh, maybe I could sell this, and at this, like, maybe I could sell this. <laughs> you weren't super frugal before, unwilling to spend the copper piece to get your torch to replaced. To get a torch. <laughs> I guess Tokus has always been a little frugal. You, you guys don't understand. You've never lived underground, okay? You use everything. Like, all of the animal... Not just the meat, okay? Oh, I know all about that, Tokus. Yeah, Shaba has no idea what that's like. Yeah, exactly. It's not like we use every part of the goat or anything. <laughs> yep, so the next day, you head off towards the Ambastion to meet with Rothtar the Blessed. He grants you an audience, so you walk into his chambers and... Oh, 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 oh. There's like some clarets like singing as we enter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Except they're more... Booming bass voices because it's yeah. all dwarves. Oh, true. 
They like it's like a choral uh, rendition of Far over the sea. So he stands up as you enter and gives you a slight bow. He says, Greetings and welcome to the Embastion. How can I help you, gentlemen? Rothtar, perhaps you will remember us. We are the AAA team. Uh, yours truly, Aslo Tendertoe, at your service. And I gave him a bow as well. Uh, I don't believe we have met, Sir Rothtar. Shaba Dabade, born of Crag and Thunder, son of Pachaka Lassa, the Dabade clan, exile of the tribe of Arakashan. Uh, oh, oh and, and I'm Tokus. Tokus out. You don't see any recognition flashing across his face. Hmm. So he says, have we met? I'm pretty sure we have. Uh, this would have been nigh on a while ago. Uh, it was just me. I'm really bad with keeping track of time. And I don't think the other... Yeah, I don't think the other two were with me. We spoke no, of... we were not with you. ...the long-forgotten caves of Ildrazer. Yeah, remember that secret that you kept from us for, like, weeks? That's why we didn't know about it, because we weren't... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yes, Ildrazer... Did you find what you were looking for? As a matter of fact, we did. And perhaps we have something that might interest you. Indeed? Indeed. Uh, now, if only I could find what it was that we had that would interest you. Uh, we, we recovered some holy <laughs> relics from the temple there. Yeah. That Aslo has in his pack. He just needs a second to get them out. Uh, books? No, uh, little sacramental pots and whatever. Yeah. That's right. Ju- uh, not jewelry, but little dishware and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They were from the kitchen of the... the yeah, you stole them while you were invisible. Yes. I-, I thought that there were books, though. I did get a couple books, actually. I have written down Flight to Asherfeld and Blackhound. I don't think you would have gotten those there. Okay. We did get some books from that... Remember when we cast Silence and then Knock to open the little thingamajings? Yeah, I remember the Quagoths kind of interrupting our pilfering of... Yes. Yeah. Yes. What did we actually get? I feel like we're all... All three of us are talking around it, and I don't think Thane necessarily remembers either, which is reasonable, because it was forever ago. Yeah, whatever we got, Aslo wrote it down on his character sheet like a responsible Dungeons & Dragons player. He absolutely did. Obviously. Uh, Brian, however... um, (laughs) No, I do do remember that it was like um, ornamental... Bowls and dishes and cups. Yeah. You gathered up the reliquary things, and you you have that. I don't remember you bringing any of the books and records. Yeah, I don't think we brought them because you said they didn't really seem like anything. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they were just like cookbooks? Okay. They were like logs. They were like Captain's Log star date yesterday, <laughs> and, but from a really long time ago. You don't think that would have been useful? No. I guess not. Okay. Well, I think it was more the fact that carrying a shelf worth of books with you... Yeah, wasn't really feasible. It makes it hard to travel. Hmm... True. Did he give us direction on what we were supposed to get from Ildrazar? Uh, holy relics. He didn't tell you specifically to get anything from there. He said that there was a fountain there that you could use to see the, what you were looking for. Or, if you happened to find any of their relics and bring them back to him, then he could do your scrying for you. Right, exactly. Oh my goodness. He can trade... The relics for some scrying? Uh, yeah. That's why we brought these here. Aslo. I mean, I was going to sell them, but... (laughs) I grab Aslo by the collar. (laughs) Aslo. 
You have the chance to make it up to us for what you did in Aldraza. <laughs> oh, sell these and share some of the gold with you? No. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the holy water. Tokus is torn. I could actually really use the money right now. We could use the party money right now. The holy water. But... <laughs> <laughs> Tokus, don't you want to know where Myrny is? Haven't you always wanted do, to know where Myrny is? If he's still alive? If I could find Myrny, it could change the game. It could change everything, Tokus. No, it could literally change the game that we're playing, like if we found Myrny. <laughs> yeah, literally. It could, we could not be playing D&D anymore. We could be playing Where's Myrny. Which is like Where's Waldo, except with a, an old no. Yeah, but Shaba, you do realize that you're the one that wants to use the scrying. You do too. Yeah, you are also the one who wants to use the scrying, Tokus. Yeah, but how many scries do we get? One each. <laughs> Let's find out. One per relic. I don't know. Ask <laughs> Rothtar the Blessed. Rothtar, what are we dealing with here? Yeah, lay it all out for us. Give us the skinny. Well, he he accepts the reliquaries as you're pulling them out and showing them. Not so fast, Rothtar. <laughs> 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 I'm impressed at your courage, and I thank you for returning such valuable relics to us. Uh, we prefer to call it stupidity. Should you relinquish them, I will see to it that they are kept safe and put to their proper use in this temple until the day when we once again return to Ildrazar. As for your payment, I believe I told you before that we don't prefer to deal with gold, but mm. if you still would like to have your visions seen, then I would be willing to grant each of your friends here one, since <gasps> it sounds as though they are most in need of it. <gasps> I gasp and faint on top of um, Asla. Uh, I'll catch him. <laughs> I'll go. No, Tokus... Uh, no. Okay, I'll faint on top of Tokus. Aslo can't hold you. I'll faint on top of Tokus because he's stronger. <laughs> All of this is working out very well. Go on, Rothtar. It will, of course, take some time to prepare for the rituals. Yes, of course. Of course. How much time? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wasn't expecting to do it today. If you come back tomorrow, I will be sure that everything is ready for you. How many scries did he say, just out of curiosity? You said... One for each of us. Yeah. For each of the two of you, since Ezlo has already found it. Yes. And then and then throw in a bonus one for Stripey and we're good. Also, put in a good <laughs> word with Kavaki while you're up there talking to the deities or whatever it is that you do to prepare for something like this. Are you okay with that, Ezlo? Like, not scrying? Like, not scrying on your girlfriend again? <sighs> I think that the last time I scried on them, I got everything I needed. Nor do I want to look in on them again because it makes me sick. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys go ahead and, and share that. Suddenly, she looks in through the vision and she's like, Aslo, have you been scrying on me? <laughs> Did you not trust me? Tinker Tailor Soldier Scry. Soldier Scry. <laughs> That's it. Episode title, maybe? Scry me a river. There you go. I will need to know who it is that you wish to see, or what locations. Oh yeah, as I lay scrying and scry me a river, were the two. I think I used scry me a river, the nice. other one because it was so sad. As I lay scrying. Yeah, I feel like people wouldn't get as I, like that one's so epic, but people wouldn't understand yeah, it. True. Like the average person oh, wouldn't man. get as I lay scrying. I love, I love that book. We had to read that in school. Yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> it's okay to refer to the classics. Yeah. Uh, I'll, okay, I'll go first. And Tokus starts to describe Myrny to our friend here. Okay. He's kind of a short, little, fat... He's small like me. Uh, 
kind of has a weird twitch in his eye. <laughs> he's he's old. Uh, you really think highly of this person, don't you? Robes. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just trying to give him a realistic... I have to give him the realistic description, Aslo, or if he gets it mm. wrong, then I'm scrying on some other lonely old halfling or gnome, <laughs> and I don't want that. Yo, he's a gnome, not a halfling. I need to be specific. No. <laughs> you, can't, you can't miss him as you're scrying through your pool. Do you happen to have anything that ties you to him? Perhaps an old oh. gift that he gave you, a belonging of his... So Tokus reaches into his pack and pulls out a note that Murney had left for him as he was growing up, and it was kind of like a little going away at the end of Tokus's training, a nice little sentimental, like... Tokus holds it very close in his heart and, and says, I get this back, right? <laughs> I, I, you can hold I, on to that. It will help okay. with with the casting tomorrow. <laughs> All right. And Murney, in the note, Murney's like, Tokus... You can't come to my house anymore. I'm losing my rep as the creepy old guy in the village. <laughs> it's, it's like the whole Isric thing all over again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just like, I, I can't, I'm gonna put in a restraining order if you don't respect my wishes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I really just need some alone time. But like, Tokus is like tearing up as he reads it. He's like, he, he loved me so much that he made sure that we couldn't see each other ever again. Because <laughs> it just hurts so much. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> yeah, that's in the that's in the note too. <laughs> All right, what about? Oh, and Tokus dries his eyes. What What about you, Shaba? What about you? I reach into my pack and I I take out a little piece of uh, a little scrap of of goat leather, and I say, "This is uh, <clears throat> a piece of the goat ball that was played by my favorite goat ball team growing up, the Mountain Punchers." <laughs> it was their their star player. Flaka the Shaka Bobaka, who was the greatest to ever play the game. Although their their goalkeeper, Herp McDerp, did leave something to be desired in the position. But I would like to look in and see how Flaka Bobaka is doing in his old age. What? No, I'm just kidding. Here's a lock of my mother's hair. Can I see how she and my sister are doing? I mean, a lock of my mother's... Um, uh, one of her pebbly protrusions that fell off. Because <laughs> I forgot Goliath. My son, before you go, she like plucks it off of her hands. Yeah. And it's like in the hot shots, hot shots where she like takes the mole off her face and puts it on his. It's like before you go, yeah. You just have one of your mom's pebbly protrusions? Yeah. So since Goliaths have no hair, we give each other our, um, our pebbly protrusions <laughs> as, as mementos. Java's been wearing the one from his mother this whole time on his, his own head. This is getting weirder and weirder. How about something a little more realistic? Um, a piece of a piece of the goat ball that my mom got me for goatsmas when I turned ten. Oh, the one that you climbed up the tree to get down yourself. Yeah, to win. To, to yeah, to prize out. That should do. So you're seeking your mother and your old mentor. And just. Just for the record, he does want to see me. Or I at least want to see him. <laughs> despite how that letter you just read reads. As long as you have your clear mental images with you and your chosen focus, this should all go well tomorrow. We can't wait. Yep, we're looking forward to it. 